Treating seed this spring? AGI Storm FX brings you the ultimate innovation in seed treating for your modern-day farming operation, offering you speed, accuracy, and flexibility. With a simplified design, gentle handling, and precise performance, you can choose to pre-treat or treat your seed just in time. This season, choose the AGI Storm FX Seed Treater to keep you on schedule and ahead of the curve. Visit aggrowth.com for more information or to find your nearest dealer. Hi, I'm Caitlin Dubin, and this is the Rural Woman Podcast. I'm a first-generation farmer who married into agriculture. Born and raised in a city, I was so unfamiliar with where my food came from, but I was determined to figure it out. Through my journey into agriculture, I saw women who were strong, but humble, often taking a back seat. To me, these women were leaders who deserved a seat at the table. I created the Rural Woman Podcast to share the voices of women in an industry whose stories often went untold. The rural entrepreneurs who live and breathe their work, full of grit and pride. We come here to share our stories, to be in community with each other, to be challenged and inspired, but most importantly, to be celebrated and to be heard. We may not all live, farm, ranch, or homestead the same, but we are all connected. We are rural women, and our stories are worthy of being told. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Rural Woman Podcast. This week, you'll meet Marina Schmidt. Marina's title of farm wife started in 2019 when she married a farmer. It was a change of a lifetime to go from a small town girl with no knowledge of agriculture to now living on a hundred acre family farm in southwestern Ontario. She has jumped right in and has been learning how to drive equipment, take care of cattle, grow a garden, plant and harvest crops, and run a farm business with her husband and his brother while working at a local hospital part-time as an x-ray technician. They just added a tiny farmer to the mix in the spring of 2021. Marina's life is hectic and she rarely knows what's going on, but this is the best life she could have ever asked for and she wouldn't trade it for the world. I am so excited to share Marina's story with you. I have been in community with Marina over on the Instagram and she has been a good friend to the Rural Woman podcast for as long as I can remember. So very, very honored and privileged to share your story here today, Marina. Before we get to Marina's story, let's go over this week's listener review. This five-star rating and review is titled Longtime Listener and is from our friend Ashley Constance via Apple Podcasts. The Rural Woman Podcast has been in my ear since I moved to my homestead in early 2020, and from the very first episode I've ever listened to, I knew I was home. Caitlin has a truly incredible gift for sharing the stories of other rural women, and I finish every episode feeling inspired just a little misty, and so incredibly proud to be a fellow rural woman. Whether you're a farmer, rancher, homesteader, gardener, or even just a person who appreciates and celebrates strong, resilient women in agriculture, this podcast will lift up your heart every time you listen. Thank you, Caitlin, for all that you do. 
I truly hope that you never stop. Ashley. Well, thank you, Ashley, for making me misty while I read that great review. Thank you so much for your kind words. And my friends, if you have something nice to say about the Rural Woman podcast, I truly hope you will leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. If you don't have something nice to say, but it's constructive, uh, you can leave it there too. We also have our listener survey, which I would really encourage you to leave your comments and your suggestions there. If you head to today's show notes, there is a link to take our listener survey. It takes about five minutes, but it really helps us here on the Rural Women Podcast team help make a better podcast for you and to get the stories of women and agriculture out there even further. So Thank you again so much for those who've already left their feedback. And again, thank you so much for all of your kind ratings and reviews over on Apple Podcasts and wherever it is you get your podcast. It truly does help get the stories of women in agriculture out there into the world and out there to be celebrated. Without further ado, my friends, let's get to this week's interview with Marina. Hello, Marina. Welcome to the Rural Woman Podcast. I am very excited to get to chat with you today. Oh, thanks for having me on. I will try not to be so nervous and try not to ramble on a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I feel, and this is just my professional podcasting opinion, that the rambling is where we get the greatest stories. So don't hold back. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Marina, for the folks who are unfamiliar with you, tell us who you are and how you got your start in agriculture. So my name is Marina. I grew up in a very small town in uh, southwestern Ontario, was not linked to agricultural at all. I moved three hours away after college, like didn't know anyone, just had a fresh start uh, for my job as an x-ray tech. And then I met my husband, Ani Harmony, because how else do two workaholics meet? And 2019 came, and I got married and moved to my husband's family farm that he grew up on. And I have just been learning ever since, making lots of mistakes, getting my husband to laugh at me constantly. And it's been a journey. We have 14 cows. We do a very small cow-calf operation here. And then we do some cash crop. We plant soybeans, wheat, hay, corn, and occasionally barley. And then on top of that, my husband and his brother run a wrapping and bailing business. So I do help out with that, not a whole lot. But my job is mostly feeding them during that entire busy season from June to what October, I think it went to this year. And then add in an x-ray job still. I work part-time. And then a teeny tiny baby we brought to the farm uh, 2021. It's definitely, it's hectic, but we love it. Your story makes me smile so big because I feel like I have watched this unfold for the last several years, obviously on Instagram. And it's really full circle to see where you are today from where you started and all of the things. So let's go back to before you met your husband and growing up, you had mentioned that you didn't have any connection to agriculture, but I'm always curious, what 
were some of your first memories growing up around food and how food got to your plate? The grocery store mainly. Like when I heard later on in life you could actually go to a butcher shop and get cuts of meat, I was like shocked because the grocery store was the only place we ever bought meat, which my husband thinks is hilarious. But yeah, it was just the grocery store. We never had a garden growing up. So like flowers was the only thing. My Oma grew lots of flowers. So that to me was the like the only really growing of anything I was used to. Yeah, I. Uh, it's really interesting. And I always love asking that question because it's like when people hear that your original thought of where food came from was the grocery store. Like, that's actually a true story. (laughs) We're not kidding when we say these things. Yeah, definitely not. So take us back to 2019. You're getting married. You moved to the farm. What was your initial, like, reaction to that? How did you begin to settle in to the farm? I had been around when we were dating, but it was just a lot of tractor rides and I had been helping here and there, but yeah, living here, being thrown right into it, like it was a lot and I wanted to help as much as I could and Jake patiently has been teaching me like every piece of equipment. I haven't learned every piece of equipment, but we are getting there very slowly. But, oh man, it's, it's crazy like how many hours like these farmers put in just blew my mind and I have never talked about the weather so much in my entire life and I have since getting married. That's basically the dinner conversation is, you know, half of it is about the weather sometimes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I would just I was so used to making plans, doing stuff in the summer and knowing what my day was gonna look like and if I'm not at work that day, I'm always asking Jake, Well, what are we doing today? And he's like, Well, we'll have to see what happens, who calls, what breaks down. If the ground's ready, it's it's definitely been a different shift of mindset for me. Yeah, it's very open. It's very free. It's, you know, there's so many great things about it. But at the same time, for me, and I don't know if it was like this for you, but the unknowing of how things are going to go and the day-to-day and the scheduling and those kinds of things, they were completely the opposite of what I've been taught and what I've been told we needed to do this at this time and we needed to be here at this time for this meeting. And now I'm in a lifestyle where it's like, yeah, we'll we'll see if we can come to your wedding in September if it's raining or not. And, you know, typically the bride doesn't want it to be raining on her wedding day, but that's kind of the way that it goes. It's so unpredictable. Oh, Oh, definitely. I'm all like when my family wants to make plans, I'm like, can we make plans in like like late November because corn might be off, but then maybe December might be easier. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that brings up an interesting point. How has it been coming from a non-farm background, adjusting your family to your newer lifestyle? Uh, it's definitely been a process. One of the main reasons I started my Instagram account was just to show my family, hey, this is what we're doing. This is why we can't come to like just showing them my new life. Like the conversations they have with me now, like if 
someone told me I would be speaking basically a whole different language of agriculture, like I would not have believed them, but it basically is an entire different language. Yeah. And it's a really interesting process. And I'll speak for myself on this, explaining to the people who basically taught you and raised you and you're, again, speaking this different language to them and trying to teach them different things about life. For me, it has been a challenge and there's different seasons and there's different reasons for it, but it's very interesting. And I feel like we we could probably wax poetic on that for a long time. Uh, <laughs> but tell me more about your off-farm job. You share some of this over on Instagram and it's always interesting to me. So you work part-time as an x-ray technician. Are you working in a smaller community or are you working in a larger center? I work at a, it is the bigger center for around this area. I live in a very rural area of southwestern Ontario, so there's a lot of hospitals around me, but I do work at the bigger center, so we do have like everything from an MRI machine to a CT machine. So I work part-time, well, I work part-time once I go back from mat leave, but it could I could almost work full-time sometimes and then coming home after working a shift and jumping right in a tractor and helping Jake do what he does. But yes, I I love my job as a medical radiation technologist. It's frustrating sometimes, and but it actually has been a very welcoming outlet for me, especially through working through the pandemic. I think if we I didn't have the farm, it would have a much different story on my mental health. Yeah, for sure. It For you, it is that escape, right? And you're able to kind of get out in the open air. And especially when we weren't really able to go anywhere or do anything to be able to come home after a long shift at a hospital, which, you know, is an exhausting day or place in a regular day. But during the pandemic, I can only imagine how exhausting that was for you. Yeah. And then being pregnant for most of that too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The farm was a lifesaver. Yeah, for sure. So tell me, you know, I... It's really interesting. I have a love-hate relationship with this question of how do you find balance or what is your work-life balance? And I feel like most of the time when we're asking this question, we're not asking this to maybe the men's of the world. What's your work-life balance? How do you balance everything? It's more or less they just, you know, they don't have, I feel, as many hats to wear as women and mothers and all of these things. But for you... How do you find the balance for yourself and how do you kind of maintain your status quo? Well, let's just say my house is real messy most of it. <laughs> but honestly, I just I do get very overwhelmed easily, but I just try to do what needs to be done and at what time and my garden normally has weeds in it and I just try to like make a lot of leftovers cuz if I'm working at the hospital, Jake is not going to make himself dinner. So normally we'll survive off of leftovers. So that's just what I try to do. Try to organize myself to make Jake's life easier. So just do what I can do. If he needs me in the tractor from like 10 to 4 p.m. to rake hay, then I'm trying to just organize, oh, put dinner in the crock pot for tonight. I don't have time to make anything after that. And it's really, I don't, think I have balance. I'm just normally flying by the seat of my pants most days. I uh, can feel that. 
a lot. And I'm sure a lot of people listening can also understand that a lot. But it's interesting, you know, we think about making like these changes and doing these things to make our partner's life easier. And in some regards, I always think like that is kind of an outcome that comes from it. But I also believe like when I actually try and think of these things in advance and do these things, it actually makes our lives easier. And those like one little win, if you can remember that you need to be somewhere, do something and you... I always feel like when that crock pot's on at like 9 a.m., I feel like I have accomplished like something today. (laughs) Oh, me too. If that crock pot is on and dinner is on, I'm like, I am so good today. Look at me. Like I always feel like there's a little extra pep in that step and I stand a little bit taller and I'm like, yes, I have done it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The crock pot is 100% a farm wife's best friend. Exactly, exactly. So I want to talk about like running equipment for you. What made you decide that when you came to the farm that you wanted to learn how to operate this machinery? So when I came to the farm, I wanted to come in like half of this farm is I own it. And I wanted to like, I want to be in this business with Jake embrace this lifestyle with Jake and it's only like Jake and I and his brother and then his dad will come out and help too but we don't have the money to hire on any extra hands so it's pretty much all hands on deck and I have broken a lot of things and not even when I first started I accidentally the rake last year with the baler forks on the loader tractor but thank goodness my husband, an agricultural mechanic, because he needs those skills to fix everything that I don't intentionally mean to break. But it happens. Exactly. It happens. And mistakes happen. And that's how you learn, I think. Right? And I think it's so important to share the stories of women who want to kind of expand and run equipment and those things. Because for me, I didn't know that by driving a tractor or that learning how to drive a rock truck to dump manure would be such a big deal for other people because of their fear of running this equipment or their fear of screwing up or making mistake or breaking things. So they scare themselves to the point where they won't even go and do it. They won't even go and try. What do you say to those people who maybe feeling those feelings right now? I would probably say at least at least try it. If you try it and realize it's not for you, then it's not for you. But don't be afraid of mistakes. Like I sit in the tractor and I have had times where I'm bawling my eyes out because I'm stalling this thing and I can't get it to go and it won't go into gear. And I'm just give myself a nice little pep talk. I say, Marina, you are a capable woman. You can figure this out. Right. And it just... It, it is what it is. Uh, you don't succeed at everything first try, and especially for those of us coming into agriculture later on in our life, we didn't have a childhood of jump actors and learning this stuff. Like we're starting from that, so we can't compare ourselves to like people who grew up in this because already like hundred times ahead of us. Like we just need to buckle down and just do our best and help out as much as we can. Yeah. And I really like what you said about just trying something. And I always think like, just try something once. And like you said, 
if you don't like it or if you feel uncomfortable or whatever it is, then there's the potential that you don't have to do it again. But to say that you've tried something once and you didn't like it, so you didn't want to do it anymore, like I feel like that is for me, almost as empowering as turning on the crock pot by <laughs> saying like, no, I went out and I tried and I tried to figure it out and I did figure it out and it's just not for me because I think we can kind of put that extra pressure on ourselves of trying to do everything and be everything to everyone and there has to be a limit somewhere. You can't be a full-time, you know, farmer on a tractor running 18 hours a day and also have your mental health and to have all of the other things on your plate of raising your children or working off of the farm and doing all of these things and for something not to break down, whether that's going to be the piece of equipment or whether that's going to be you. Yeah, definitely. You can help support the stories of women in agriculture to be shared through the Rural Woman podcast on Patreon. What is Patreon? It's a membership-based platform that helps fund and support creators like me to create and produce content like this that you all love. New to the Rural Woman podcast, Patreon is ad-free listening and patron-only bonus content and exclusive episodes. Learn more and join the patron gang today at patreon.com slash the rural woman podcast. So what are some of the jobs on the farm that you do that you absolutely love? So I love to condition hay. So like it's a different term for different farmers, but conditioning hay is basically just taking the rows after you've cut it and spreading it evenly across the field so it dries faster. I don't know what it is. I it I just sit in the tractor and I just listen to music and make Instagram stories, which my husband always makes fun about, but whatever. I do love the cattle, too. Jake says I pet them more than I actually do chores, which is kind of true. But the calves are just, they're so cute and they're fluffy. Not that they all like me, but step by step, they they will all love me eventually. It's just, it's going to take some time. <laughs> and I chickens, like the past two years, realized they are not for me. I don't know how everyone else's chicken math equals, like addition math equals subtraction, but... It is what it is. Did you have meat birds or did you have laying hens? I had four laying hens and I really enjoyed the eggs. But yeah, chickens, the tiny dinosaurs, just not for me. (laughs) I uh, secretly want chickens, but at the same time, I know I don't really like birds and the tiny dinosaur thing, I think I'm more creeped out by them than I am like encouraged to get them. So I'm secretly hoping that my neighbors will get some laying hens here and have their backyard chickens. And I can be that neighbor that comes to borrow instead of a cup of sugar, a carton of eggs. So oh, Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely the way to go. Because yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like, oh, these things like And Jake was not a fan either. They would chase him around the barn while he was doing chores. And he was just like, no, never again, Marina. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, that's so great. Well, and I love that you are open to trying new things on your farm and, you know, just trying different stuff and seeing if it works for you and if it doesn't work for you and really, you know, evolving your life on the farm to what you want it to look like and what you want it to be. So I want to talk about motherhood and farming now. You welcomed your beautiful baby boy back in the spring of 2021. Tell me how adjusting to motherhood and farming has been like for you. Oh, man. it! I knew it was going to be hard. I never really know how hard it is going to be. I had some serious FOMO this summer, fear of missing out because I was at home with the baby and Jake needed help, but he, like, Landon was still so small and... I wasn't comfortable yet with certain things and but as he got older like he he spent a lot of time in the cabs and the combines with us this summer and he actually even slept in a sling on me while I bailed hair in afternoon and I must say the rocking of a baler is definitely the best way to put a baby to sleep. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 amazing to watch him. He's not a fan of the cows, but it's just exposing him to a whole different kind of life and I just want him to have a good life and if he finds it here then that's perfect. I have to say I loved seeing him with his little safety earmuffs on outside. He looked extra cute with those and out there helping you with all of that you're doing and I just like I have to tell you I looked at you and I was like wow like I am absolutely amazed by this woman like bringing your child out on equipment and going and doing these things, I am constantly in awe of farm moms and their resilience and their ability to basically, I call it wrangling because when I think of goat wrangling, I think of kid wrangling. I'm obviously not a mother, but wrangling your children on the farm and having this big family experience and everybody kind of learning together. I'm always just like in awe of all of the farm mamas that I see. So you're one of them. You are one of them. Oh, thank you. That's, that's very nice for you to say. Honestly, sometimes I, I do the compare to, I see other moms and they've got like three in their tractor cabs and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm stressed out with one and he doesn't even move much. <laughs> but it's all about adapting and learning what works for you, right? And that's what you've been doing this entire time. And, you know, the things that come up in life are going to present challenges and you figure out how to work through them. Oh, definitely. But yes, you're right. The little cute earmuffs are definitely so that I'm just like, yeah, we're just going to put these earmuffs on you and we're just going to rock and roll here, kid. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what are your plans for the future and you and the farm? Oh, plans. Well, I plan on planting some asparagus this spring, which I'm super excited about. It might not work. I don't know if we have the soil for it, but I'm going to just try it out and see what happens. And uh, just working away with the hubby, trying to keep going. And something else I wanted to try. Oh, I'm going to try to cut hay this year. That is my goal. And I might cry the entire time, but I'm going to learn how to do it. <laughs> that is a good goal to have. And I'm going to check on you later this year. <laughs> what I see <laughs> to see how that goes. Because, you know, like you said, 
if you're crying while you're doing it and it's still working out for you, I think that's okay. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a definitely, it's a definitely, it's a win. It just apparently I just, yeah, I, I cry when I get overwhelmed. It happens. Yeah. I am definitely an overwhelmed crier. I'm also an angry crier, which I hate because it's like when you're mad about something, I really wish these tears would not be falling down my face. <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel that too. My husband's always like, so are you angry or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Well, I'm really hoping that your asparagus works out. And uh, I am, I'm very excited for you and the opportunities that you have taken on on your farm. And it has been a pleasure for me to watch you grow and grow alongside you in this journey of becoming a farmer and a farm wife and all of the things. So you had mentioned before that you started sharing your story on Instagram to kind of connect with your family and show them what you and your husband and everyone is doing on your farm. What has it been like for you to find more community online and with women in agriculture and farm wives and farmers across the world? What's that been like for you? Very, very uplifting. Like you were the first person I found on Instagram, and you encouraged me to actually share my story. And this podcast changed my view of agriculture and the amount of people I've met and the amount of local women I've met, and it's just been wonderful. And they're always willing to help out with any kind of questions, and it's definitely helped with not feeling so lonely out here being like the only woman my age that's diving into farming right now. So definitely keeps me, keeps me a little sane and keeps me grounded. I, I can completely agree. And the loneliness factor, right? Like when you have lived in a city or you've been surrounded by the people that you grew up with or anything like to be removed from that, even if it is only a short distance or if it's a long distance away, any of these things, if people don't exactly know what your lifestyle is like, that in itself can be extremely lonely. Yeah. My last question for you is what is the most rewarding part about being a farm wife for you? Oh, I've been thinking about this the past couple of days and it's probably just belonging to a bigger purpose you don't really get this feeling when you live in town but out in the country you just feel like you belong to this community and you're all working towards clothing and feeding and fuel and it's a nice sense of purpose absolutely that is a great a great response a great answer marina it has been my pleasure to share your story today and i am so thankful for you and your friendship. And I also just want to mention, I am so thankful for your support of this podcast for the longest time. You have been not only a patron of this podcast, you've also been, you know, a good friend in sharing this and sharing these stories of other women through your social media and everything. So I wanted to take that minute to thank you for that. Oh, no problem. <laughs> for the listeners who would like to get to know you more and connect with you online, where can they find you? Well, I'm on just Instagram at farming MRT and follow along, laugh at me, 
<laughs> cry with me, I guess, if I'm in the tractor bawling my eyes out. But. We're going to laugh with you and cry with you, not at you. <laughs> yeah, that's community right there. <laughs> that's exactly what community is. I will make sure to put that in the show notes so people can find you and connect with you. Perfect. Thank you again so much for sharing your story with me today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Rural Woman Podcast, a proud member of the Positively Farming Media Podcast Network. The Rural Woman Podcast is more than just a podcast. We are a community. A huge thank you to the Rural Woman Podcast team, audio editor Max Hofer, and admin support from Kim & Co. Online. A special thanks to our Patreon executive producers, Sarah Reedner from Happiness by the Acre and Carrie Munven from Laystone Farms. To learn how you can become a Patreon executive producer or other ways to financially support the show, head on over to wildrosefarmer.com to learn more. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button wherever you listen to the podcast to get the latest episodes directly on your playlist. And if you are loving the show, please be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that accepts ratings and reviews. You can connect with us on social media at The Rural Woman Podcast and with me at Wild Rose Farmer. One of the best ways you can support the show is by sharing it. Send this episode to a friend or share on your social media. Let's strengthen and amplify the voices of women in agriculture together. Until next time, my friend, keep sharing your story. Did you know that you can get this same great episode of the Rural Woman podcast ad-free? I get it. Listening to ads during a podcast isn't always my favorite either, but in order to keep the lights and coffee pot on here at the Rural Woman Podcast Studios, they are necessary. I am so grateful to each and every one of my sponsors, but if you yourself would like to skip the ads while supporting the show, consider joining me over on Patreon. Patrons of the Rural Woman Podcast get ad-free episodes starting at Tier 5 on their podcast player of choice each week, plus some other great benefits. Find out more by heading to the link in today's show notes to learn how you can become a patron through Patreon.